And we're back with another episode of the Tracy Take. We had a little bit of a break there. Uh, one of the members of the Tracy Take crew got married last weekend, so uh, he was on a little mini moon. Congratulations, Tyler. I hope everything's going well so far. Uh, uh, he's been going well so far. No fights uh, or yeah. arguments or discussions as of yet. Uh, yeah. I found out if you just agree to everything that your yeah. significant other says, then uh, there's no issues. So Yeah, exactly. So, so far, that plan has been working. <laughs> but I think on the schedule for this week, we have the AFC East. Um, mm-hmm. So I think let's just go ahead and get right into it. Yeah. And I think to kind of get into it, we'll, we'll do what we've been doing, go in the draft order. And mm-hmm. number, uh, uh, with the Jets, uh, number two overall, that it, and uh, a lot of stuff has happened since we did our mid-offseason update, uh, even. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think, was Sam Darnold traded by then? I don't think he no, was. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so, he wasn't what, traded. I don't, the 49ers had just traded up to the third overall pick. Yeah. So, that was, I remember in our mock draft, we, we went different routes where yeah. you thought the, the Jets, uh, you, you thought what they should do, and I agree that they should draft Penny Swell. But mm-hmm. now with this trade, it is almost certain that they're going to be doing uh, quarterback, most likely Zach Wilson, unless if something comes out uh, here within the next well, couple of weeks, really. Um but I also think Zach Wilson is the second best quarterback. I I, mm-hmm. I hope that the organization, uh, whoever they end up drafting, probably Zach Wilson. I hope that they are able to uh, build a good foundation around him so he could succeed. Something that Sam mm-hmm. Donald did not have. Um, yeah. But and I think that's what they're going to do with their twenty third pick. I think they uh, are are maybe going to see what the best offensive lineman is. Uh, to yeah. Have- to, to, to help I, reinforce. So for me, I, I think Zach Wilson has the highest ceiling in this draft. I think he could be the best quarterback in this draft. Trevor Lawrence is the safest uh, pick. Uh-huh. I think he's going to give you a good baseline of just what, uh, like what an NFL quarterback, a starting NFL quarterback will be. Yeah. And so uh, for me, he I seems, agree. I think he seems most NFL ready. Like if there yeah. was a, uh, there's a comparison. Uh, Zach Wilson kind of seems like a, a, an Aaron Rodgers esque, mm-hmm. and Trevor Lawrence a little more of an Alex Smith. Alex Smith might be a little bit better of a passer at this point, but mm-hmm. Alex Smith has all the tools already there. Zach Wilson seems mm-hmm. a little bit more like the riskier pick, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, what yeah. I mean, not saying that Zach Wilson's going to have a bad career, but Aaron Rodgers was perceived as the kind of the unknown, like very talented, but but a little unknown on, on how high a ceiling could go. And obviously, yeah. Alex Smith has had a great career. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, Hall of Fame worthy, but still a great career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers is, is is by far the better of the two quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of get that similar feel between these two quarterbacks. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I Actually, I think that's a very good comparison, especially just because Alex Smith ended up going higher. Um, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of care. I think the character of Aaron Rodgers coming out of college and Zach Wilson are actually slightly comparable, um, yeah. just in some of the things that I've read about Zach Wilson. But w- for me, I think they're going to take. Uh, so in the mock draft, I had them taking Aziz Ojolari with the twenty third pick. Right, that's what. They oh had. yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And so okay. I, now I don't th- I won't do that again in the final one. I'll probably go with the best offensive player available, whether that's offensive line, receiver, running back. Um, I think they want to bring in some offensive help, and then they'll go back to the defensive side of the ball in the second or third round. Yeah. So, well, and I also think too with that division, uh, the Jets are looking like we're going to have we're probably going to have another top five pick next year mm-hmm. or, or top 10 pick because Buffalo is one of the best teams in the league. Dolphins mm-hmm. are right there. Like they're, they're not rebuilding anymore. They're, they're, they're building yeah. up their, their franchise. Uh, and the no. Patriots are still the Patriots and they've, they've, I would say they've rebuilt, but uh, they have definitely they reloaded. They reloaded. They reloaded. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. And the Jets are definitely sitting there like, yeah, we're going to suck this year. We'll probably be better yeah. than the Texans, but we're not going to be very good this year. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think if you go and get uh, uh, um, a piece like that, like an offensive line or, or a good receiver piece, then you're going to be like, well, we're probably going to be in this position again next year. Not not to be mm-hmm. – uh, you don't want to hear your, hear your head coach be like, yeah, we're going to suck this year. <laughs> but I, I think everyone yeah, but- kind of thinks that. But there's a to me there's an element of being a leader in a in especially in an atmosphere like a football team, and yeah. you kind of have to. It, to me, one of the elements of that is just being honest and just be like, "Look, guys, yeah. like right now, the best player is going to play. Like, there's no politics about it. The best player is going to play, and like we'll go from there. Like, this is a long term thing, and I feel like the Jets are young enough to where, even though right now they might be bad." I think the players can get on board for the future and just be like, as long as we improve and play as a team, like the future is bright and we're not, they're not keeping the cycle going of turn turning over players and getting rid of their first round draft picks every year. Like, you know, so I don't know to me, I, I would have kept Sam Darnold and uh, drafted Penae Suel because honestly, now I think you give the Dolphins a chance at at clearly the best offensive tackle, and that's exactly what they need. They need somebody to keep Tua upright. Well, the so, I, I see what you're saying, yeah, but I'm sure some conversation went into uh, the Bengals pick because the Bengals I think are going to pick Penae Suell. Uh, I think he's going to fall to the fifth spot because they need to keep Joe Burrows. Mm-hmm. So now if it was um, uh, – if the Dolphins were number three still, then the Jets maybe would have a little bit of a conversation on do we want to keep Dan Arnold or, or take mm-hmm. Nate Sewell. Um, or if it's like doesn't matter, we have to um, – So I, I actually saw point. a mock draft that uh, – so it was Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, Mac Jones – uh, and then the Falcons actually traded back with the Dolphins and jumped the Bengals and drafted Penesuel. I don't. I think it would cost them like a fourth round pick to do that. Like, uh, like you give up the sixth, the sixth overall pick, and then like a third or fourth round pick. And I think they get to the, to four. I because the the Falcons will probably still be able to draft Kyle Pitts because I think if the Bengals have the choice of drafting Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase, they're going to pick Jamar Chase because of the connection that is already built between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Yeah. So I, I think leaving Penesuel on the board is a risky maneuver, and I think it actually would give the Dolphins 
a huge upper hand in the division coming in this year because they would have a they would have a pretty good offensive line. Well, they already have a fairly it, it's it's an okay it's a young offensive line still with some improvements mm-hmm. uh, for sure, but uh, and they they have added a couple pieces on the receiving end as well. I still think though the Dolphins are going to be leading towards those one of those offensive weapons, whichever offensive mm-hmm. weapon. Uh, is available, uh, yeah. Because they're at that stage in uh, uh, in their kind of resurgence, so to say, where they need want to start adding the weapons because they have a young offensive line, uh, especially then with the lineman from uh, no, not the lineman. Uh, they traded him to the uh, the Texans, but he, oh, um, yeah. uh, 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 Laramie, Laramie Tunsil, uh, yeah, um, but. I think the Dolphins are going to be going more whichever receiver they feel is best uh, for their situation. Um, they could go Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts as well. I, I won't throw that out. But I don't know if you would trade up two spots to get Panay Suell um, when you could also get Rashawn Slater or Christian Darisau uh, or, or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um even if it does does cost you a couple picks, and they do have a lot of picks at their disposal, so that's always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, for yeah. the Dolphins. I feel like I've saw that. I, I've seen stuff like that too. I've seen some where the Dolphins trade up with Atlanta and get Kyle Pitts, which that could be a good option. Um, I would. I think. I think a receiver would honestly be be better for their system. Um, and so yeah, but I. As of now, though, I I, I I just I can't see the Dolphins moving up anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, oh, like for me, sorry, I really think that the Dolphins, if they get the opportunity to get Pinesuel, would jump on it because I think keeping Tua in the pocket, especially with his injury history, is something that they would very much need to capitalize on. And so they, I think they have good weapons in Will Fuller and Devontae Smith or not Devontae Smith, Dante Parker. Uh, and I don't think they necessarily need to add a guy at this early in the draft. Oh, for what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think they need to add a weapon, especially in a deep uh, receiver class. True. and But one of these that we've talked about with the, with the receivers there uh, is that those top three receivers are different and better than – Significantly different than, yeah, yeah. Than, than the other ones. And so uh, the Dolphins are going to absolutely have uh, a lot of options. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but even then, if you look at the Jets and then if you look at the Dolphins' needs, the, the Jets will also then be able to draft a uh, uh, an offensive lineman uh, later on as well. Yeah, that's they, true. They, those needs. That's, they could move up in with their second pick and maybe draft a Christian Darisaw. Uh, Maybe because they, they also have, have a lot of draft picks as well. Well, they they have a ton of draft picks, but they also have a ton of future draft picks after the San Francisco trade. Yeah, I mean, so they're playing with house money at this point. So yeah. they just got to play with it correctly. So yeah, I, no, I, I definitely. Think, I, I think we agree on the Zach Wilson at going number two, uh, mm-hmm. and then I think we agree offensively uh, for their second pick. Uh, I, I would, I would, I would like to see them. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess it depends on who's available because you don't want to just force yeah. a pick because then they're also picking 34th overall a little bit later or just just eight picks afterwards. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So they have a lot of picks there. So uh, I, I do agree with that, where they're going to um, pick the best offensive player uh, available uh, for, for their 23rd pick. Yeah, no. And so I I just think if you're going to draft a guy like Zach Wilson and put him in the Jets system, I think you need to give him help. Because there is none right now. Like, there is none. Yeah, they, they drafted Mackay Becton last year, and then uh, Denzel Mims from Baylor, the wide receiver, who I was a big fan of. And yeah. but outside of that, you don't have a running back. Uh, you have LaMichael P. Ryan, who was like a six-round draft pick last year at running back. Uh, you have Braxton Berrios, who's a Patriots practice squad player at slot receiver. Um, so you, you, they just don't have a ton. And I think that they – getting a young quarterback and then just being like, all right, well, go to work, that would be – that would be terrible for his career. True. But then the, the, the uh, you could also look at the other side of the coin. That'd be terrible for his career. You look at Joe Burrow in Cincinnati and uh, not having a left tackle. Destroyed yeah, his yeah. Play. He lost his whole rookie year and he's going to be recovering most of this mm-hmm. offseason. He's still recovering. So the, yeah. I, I do agree with what you're saying is you want him to go. Um, you want to have targets to throw to. But if you look at Tom Brady and his success, it has been he has had a great offensive line in front of him. Yeah, for his yeah. Entire career, so but, it, it can go either way. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do completely get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, and but, I, I do agree. Offensively, I think they're going is what they needed to go for the second pick. Mm-hmm. That's like so, like guys like Wyatt Davis, Elijah Vera Tucker, Jalen Mayfield. Those guys would all still be there. Um, one of the things with the Jets too is uh, guys like Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State, may actually still be on the board at their 34th pick uh, as well. Because yeah. like it's a deep wide receiver class, it's a deep offensive line class as well. So. Yeah. So so they could look at who they uh, like, and then also kind of you could you could play a little bit with who's who's picking behind them, and say like, all right, they don't need this, they don't need this, they don't need this. So so let's take this best receiver now, and then we're going to be able to take from one of these other offensive linemen. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I think that would be a great plan for the Jets. Uh, yeah. So, but well, I know we already talked about the Dolphins a little bit, but do you want to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, um, uh, one more thing just to, uh, I want to end on with the Jets is at that point when they're getting this in their second first round pick and then their first second round pick, there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of defensive talent, and I think they should still go offense. And this is such a points-driven league now uh, mm-hmm. that like good defense can can help contain your opponent. But good, de- it's not like it was 10, 15 years ago where good defense win, uh, uh, wins games. Good defense, you need to have good defense, absolutely. But you also need to be able to put up 28, 30 points a game to, to have a winning record. Yeah. And, and the Jets did not yeah. do that last year. And so that's why I think actually for these their first three picks, I think it should be all offense. Yeah, but the, I think that's what they need. Uh, and look at the Patriots a few years ago, just to back up your point. That was a historically great defense. They didn't give up a touchdown in the first three games of the season, and they averaged less than uh, 14 points, giving up 14 points a game in the first 11, and they still lost in the first round of the playoffs. To the Titans, 14 to 13. Yeah, yeah to the Titans. Oh. And so it was just, and it was the offense was so bad. Yeah, it was 20 th- or 21-13. Well, it was 21-13, but it was a pick six at the end. Oh, well, yeah, that, and that was like on the one-yard line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember that now. They, but they had to force the ball down the field. They had less than a minute left. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Well, but yeah, we, we already mentioned Miami a little bit, and Miami, I think, can go a lot of routes. If Panay if Suell is still there, I don't like the idea, and I'm not just saying this as a Falcons fan. I think the Falcons should, should, trade, should trade back. Um, but if the Dolphins come calling, I, I would say no to that trade because the, what the return would be, well, maybe. It depends because you are still getting more picks, and I really like them taking either Panay Suell or Kyle Pitts. There's a good mm-hmm. chance one of them will at least make it to the sixth pick. But if you're Miami, uh, I guess if there's a guy that you really like and you can work up a trade, the only thing, though, is the asking price for the fourth pick for the Falcons, I think it's going to be higher than what the Dolphins are going to want to give up. Just to move yeah. up to, to go to a guy uh, or one of the guys when, let's say, Panay Suell and Kyle Pitts, let's say the Falcons take Kyle Pitts, and the Bengals take Panay Suell. The Dolphins then still have a choice between uh, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, on uh, uh, on which receiver they want to pick. And then let's mm-hmm. say, and then, then, then let's say something else happens, or uh, another team trades up. Let's say New England trades up with Falcons, and and they take Justin Fields. Then now they have all of those guys that potentially could be available because the Bengals are only going to take one, and I believe it would be Panay Suell if he drops that far. So, yeah. um, I I think I think the Dolphins will will take the best player, the best receiver available uh, in their mind. Um, mm-hmm. And I think at that point, then it'll just be up to the analysts. Like I guess it's kind of like what we said. I think when we did our last mock draft, we did like those first ten picks. We got all the positions correct, but we mixed yeah. up a little bit on just which player mm-hmm. we think that they would take at that time. Yeah, no. And so for me, I like with the Dol- in the Dolphins case, there's not there's not anyone on the defensive side of the ball that is worth taking at six. No. And so uh for me, I it's Penesuel or a wide receiver. Yeah. I I think they have a good tight end in Mike Gesicki. I don't think they need that up the me- up the middle of the field presence as yeah. much. Um, but, yeah, I, with that six overall pick, I, I think it's pretty clearly an offensive player. Um, yeah. Well, not, not just an offensive player. I, uh, I, I think if it so well, maybe you look at it, but they do still have a young offensive line. And I, I, I think it would be more beneficial for them to have the uh, – uh, one of the receivers that's available. I think mm-hmm. it's similar to what you were just saying about Zach Wilson, that they need that just to have more weapons to throw to him, uh, that, that he can throw to. Make that offense super dynamic. You're, you're going to be going up against the Bills, who have a so-so defense, but they're going to be putting up a lot of points. They're going to go up against mm-hmm. the Patriots defense, uh, which is above average, and you're going to have a lot of options to throw to. And they'll beat the Jets. Uh, but um, Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. So that so they'll that's why I think a receiver for them is going to be the the better option. And then I think maybe the same thing as well uh, with their second pick, they are going to have probably the the first of the litter um, to take with their 18th pick overall. And maybe even Christian Darrisau, a uh, Rashawn Slater won't uh, won't fall. No, but maybe if one of those guys fall. Then they'll then, have to trade up to get either of those guys. They'll have yeah. to go up to 11 or 12. Yeah. Um, but if they need if they need a guard if they need a guard uh, Elijah Vera Tucker's there T- Tevin Jenkins is going to be there maybe that's a little high for him 
but still, they're going to have all almost all the uh, available 1A tier offensive yeah. linemen. Like, they're still really good offensive linemen, but they're not like yeah. second tier. Yeah. And so, but like with the 18th pick, to me, this is a wild card. I think that I think the 18th pick for them is the best player available. Yeah, because they could go defense as well. Well, because yeah. also too, I think you'll have guys um, like Jalen Phillips still on the board. Uh, it's possible a Caleb Farley uh, makes it down there. Um, yeah, I can see Caleb Farley falling a little bit. Yeah, um, I don't think. Well, I guess you could also get. Um, What's the other uh, corner I'm looking for? J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn, yeah. He may – I don't think he'll fall to 18. I was like, But if they move up to like 13 or 14, they might be able to get him. Maybe. Uh, but I, I think the first cornerback off the board is going to be Patrick Sertan to Dallas. I, to me, it just makes too much sense. Like, I don't know. You ever just – like, you ever look at something and you just, like, can almost know? Well, it's, like, it's kind of – as we've started looking at the draft and we're analyzing these, these players uh, – and the teams and their needs, it's that's the that one just matches up. You yeah, because like he's yeah. gonna be all the teams above him need need something different besides cornerback. They might need cornerback, but they need something different, and that's available at their perspective pick. And so that's why I think Sertain mm-hmm. going at number ten. Maybe he could go to Denver, uh, but Denver uh, Denver's got got a, 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 a whole list of stuff. So uh, yeah. they could they could pick Sertain, they could pick Quiddy Pay, they could pick a QB. Uh, I think Trey Lance might fall that far, uh, or Justin Fields even. Uh, they uh, Denver could pick a receiver. So Denver would be the wild card, I think, for them on on who they want to pick. So, but yeah, if, if it comes to uh, Sertain at that pick for the Cowboys, definitely seems like the best player available, uh, and mm-hmm. would be great for that system. But yeah, and so like for me, I with that uh, division, I think the Patriots have a lot of weapons. The Jets are trying to get a lot of weapons. Uh, the Bills have the most weapons of all, yeah. and so I think secondary uh, and uh, linebackers, rangy linebackers. This could be. I could honestly see Zayvon Collins coming off the board here. Oh, that'd uh, be a good pick. I'd like that. Uh, I wouldn't, but uh, <laughs> but I just uh, I don't know. I. To me, this is just a crapshoot. I think it's best player available, and it it'll be what it'll be. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That second pick definitely is going to be very interesting to see. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do and, and what analysis will uh, have from that. Because mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. It, it it will be an absolute crapshoot uh, uh, on what they do. It's funny to see people try and do mock drafts on that because it really is. After looking at it, and we've done several mock drafts, it is absolutely there's no way to know you what they're going to pick. You, yeah. you, you can make there's there will be a player available almost every single position that the Dolphins could take at that position. Yeah, and you can just also dude, there's going to be there, there's going to be a player that a lot of people have in the top ten. It might be Micah Parsons. Uh, it could be Devonte Smith, but they're going to fall. Like they could uh-huh. fall down into like the mid teens. They could. And, yeah, and like, it, that happens yeah. every year. Well, yeah, because if you look at it, teams like Chargers and Vikings, after reviewing it, I'm pretty sure they're going to take an offensive lineman. There's Rashawn uh-huh. Slater and Christian Dersow, uh, Yeah, for you right there. 
some teams need edge. Uh, some te- teams need edge rushers. Uh, some some of the other teams need uh, receivers. And so I absolutely agree. Like like one of those guys could could fall. Could be Caleb Farley that we were talking about. So yeah, exactly. Uh, some of those guys are, are, might be available by eighteen. Uh, so yeah. it just all depends on which on which teams have what board. So, mm-hmm. but. Um, they could be Mac Jones. I mean, a lot. Mac Jones is getting a lot of hype now. Maybe the 49ers want to take Justin Fields, and then teams and then uh, teams want to take other people. So, not saying Dolphins are going to take Mac Jones, but yeah, the, the guys who could fall, the guys that could fall. Yeah. So, but so the next team in the division is my favorite. The team that I root for is the New England Patriots. Um, this is another one at 15 that's just kind of a wild card. Well, like, the more and more I think about it, uh, the more and more I actually I like the Patriots trading up and drafting a quarterback. I know that that is not normally in the Patriots uh, kind of repertoire, so to say. Um, if you look at the team now, the pieces that they're bringing in, and you look at who the quarterback is, but also kind of what they want to end up doing for the future. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like them drafting quarterback actually, because they filled a lot of needs in the offseason. And they have a good, not old, but veteran team now. It's yeah, a experience, lot of signings. Yeah. Very experienced. Guys that can be around for a little while to come. And I kind of like the idea that our two teams getting together and, uh, make the trade. Well, of course you do. That's three first-round picks for the Falcons. <laughs> Potentially. I mean, uh, I would have I, I can already tell you that the Patriots won't give up three years worth of first-round picks. Well, and that's fair. Uh, but then if they're wanting to get a quarter – I mean, there's other quarterbacks that they could get. So that's one of the things, too, that the New England franchise – and that's the one thing wrong with my theory. I will say that New England franchise obviously has experience, value – picking quarterbacks late in drafts. Uh, yeah. And so, but that being said, I feel like in the draft, we're going to see them draft a quarterback, maybe two quarterbacks, uh, and have some competition uh, for Cam yeah. Newton and uh, uh, the other quarterback again. Jared Stidham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, for I, me – oh, go ahead, finish up. I was going to say, I've done a lot of talking on, on a, a team that you're an expert about. Uh, so. Well, so, so for me, the – the Patriots are in like an interesting spot because they're like at the back end of the ability to move up uh, to into the top five, right? Like I, I couldn't see a team trading back with um, the Washington football team. Like at nineteen, that's just like to go from like four to nineteen is a huge jump. Like you have no idea who's going to be there at nineteen. Yeah. Right. And so like fifteen, it's, it's still you have no idea who's going to be there, but you can better guess like obviously i think the eagles are going to take the best offensive player the chargers take an offensive lineman uh cowboys are going to take patrick sertan or other corner like you can kind of guess mm-hmm. uh for me i would see the patriots trading up about seven or eight picks maybe to the broncos or the lions yeah but to me i think that's that'd be as far as they go i one of those guys is going to have to fall um for the Patriots to make a move because there has to be value there. And you got to think too, this guy's not going to start this year. Cam, whether Patriots fans want to recognize it or not, Cam Newton is going to be the starter this season. 
Yeah, he might be the starter, but we all we have also seen other rookie quarterbacks that come in. Cam Newton's not yeah. not the league MVP he was. He no. He. I think he 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 has done a good enough job to get resigned, but hmm. if if he starts to falter a little bit, and then the Patriots realize they're not going to make the playoffs, like, well, why why the heck not? We got this kid. Why not put him in? Try and get some experience. You know. Let's get into the game. Because they had that with Jarrett Stidham this past year, and they didn't do it. Well, okay, but I, Jared Stidham's different than Justin Fields or Trey Lance I, or, or Mac Jones. I agree, but the Patriots were not in playoff contention anymore. Cam Newton was not playing well, and they still didn't play Jarrett Stidham just to even see what they had. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, for well, me, I, I, as much as I would love to see the Patriots make a big splash in this draft, I want them to be – concise with their draft picks i mean i want them to draft good players which is something that they hadn't done and so for me i honestly see them sitting at 15 drafting the if rayshon slater or christian darisaw fall, falls that far drafting one of those guys i can see them drafting zaven collins a linebacker uh or a cornerback like uh jc horn or caleb farley mm-hmm. um but i I don't know. I, I, I just don't see it in the Patriots moving up into the top four to draft a quarterback when I think a guy like Kellen Mond uh, or Davis Mills will be there in the second or third round. Uh, to yeah. me, that's just like that's prime Patriots draft picks. Uh, oh, well, n- not Davis Mills, but Kellen Mond. He's a senior quarterback that has had over 70 starts in the SEC. I just to me, he's the he's the guy that I think the Patriots will target in this draft. I feel you. No, and that's a fair point too. And that's like was one of the things I said that would like to see happen: the big explosion, uh, like uh, the big yeah. big trades that happen. Uh, you're absolutely right. Where it seems more realistic that, that they would say put, or if they trade up, uh, it would be somewhere up to a place like the Lions, a team that yeah. would absolutely love to. I mean, they're they're rebuilding, and they would love to take uh, take more picks. That would maybe draft only, battle, yeah, yeah, that would maybe only cost cost them a, a, another first round pick maybe not even a first round pick maybe a second or uh, third round pick um of this year or like a third mm-hmm. round pick this I year i think they would give up multiple i think they would give up multiple picks this year and maybe like a second or third next year or yeah. one of the things that i have read about is that stefan gilmore has been on the market so it'll be like we'll give you a first a fourth and then stefan gilmore and yeah. for the seventh pick that actually that'd so, be good. yeah that'd be really good but, but yeah, and so for me, I, I I would love to see them go up to four and and be like we have a guy that has at least ten years left on in his career that can be the guy, and so yeah, so I don't know if, but, if they end up staying put at fifteen, who do you think they would end up getting? Um. I don't know. Um, I hope one of the receivers falls to us. If we stay at fifteen, I don't. It's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, but I. I would like a guy like Zaven Collins. Uh, that would be very nice. I think he fits the the Patriots defense super well, just with his yeah. versatility. Um, a guy like Jalen Phillips also uh, would be very nice. He's a guy that can you can put inside on a three four or outside on a four three. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, in my opinion, actually has the most pass rushing moves of any defensive end in this draft. Just 
injury issues. Yeah. So, um, but so I, for me, I really don't know because they're kind of in a spot, especially after free agency, they draft, they, I mean, they signed a lot of guys. Um, so not all of them are extremely youthful, but mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. Okay. So, I don't know. Okay. What, what about if they stay at 15, who do you think? You know, and that's, it's very interesting. And, that, and that's where it, it similar to Miami at 18. I feel like they, they could go a bunch of different ways. A lot of guys are going to be available uh, that they could take. Uh, it is possible uh, that they would take someone like a Jalen Phillips or maybe if they really like Gregory uh, Rousseau, a, a big edge mm-hmm. rusher, so to say. Because um, uh, Or maybe a, a, a Jeremiah. A Wusu Kormala. Yeah, you did that better than I did. Yeah, the linebacker from Notre Dame, he, he, he would fall in that spot. Uh, uh, there's a lot of other uh, uh, talented players that are there that maybe they're higher up on than, than we are or other people mm-hmm. are. Uh, so, like, last year they drafted the safety from the D2 school. You know, yeah, so, Kyle Duggar. Yeah, so, so, so maybe there's a guy like that that no one knows of and they really like. So, uh, it could be... It, it really could be just up to whatever their personal preference is. But that's what, but that's what makes me wonder, though, that, uh, that they would be more aggressive uh, and try and move up to go get a guy because there's nothing that would be game-changing for them, mm-hmm. I feel like, that would get that pick. There are some guys that come in and, and could provide some help and some impact, but that's where I wonder if they would trade up to go and get Well, there's also a few guys like – so bill belichick loves to pick secondary guys in the second round yeah Uh, and so like for me i in a way could actually see them trading back uh and then taking a guy like azizo jalari out of georgia and then also getting another secondary pick and then double up in the secondary on the in the second round like there's so many different routes that i could see them taking um it just it just depends yeah. On, on, on what they want to do, who they feel has the right value, if they can get a good deal to move up into the top five. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see what they have. Uh, of the division, they, I think, have the most interesting of the draft picks. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because the, the – well, well the, that's unfair to say because the Jets and Dolphins' second pick, I think, is very interesting, I, kind of which route yeah. they go. But since this is their only pick – uh, yeah, it's it's like there's there's obviously added pressure because they want to make sure that this pick gets right, which that, that's why there's merit to moving forward. That's a good point on moving backwards as well. If there's something that they don't like, a team like the let's say if Trey Lance is there and they don't really like Trey Lance, a team like the Bears or Washington mm-hmm. could trade up and and they, and they could get a couple extra picks later on in the draft. So that, yeah, yeah, that's where it, it, for me really- I. I'm very excited to see them draft. Um, I know it's a little over a week and a half away, but I just want to know what they're going to do. Like it's yeah. it this this draft class is very exciting, and so I'm ready to see these rookies play. Yeah. Um, we got one more team left in the division, and that is the Bills at 30, um, a glorified second round pick, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. So they don't necessarily need a ton. They're one of the few teams that don't really need offensive weapons. Um, they have a pretty good secondary, uh, with Tredavious white and, uh, uh, I forget the name of their other corner. Um, 
but uh but they have a pretty good pretty good team i mean they made it all the way to the afc championship game and they returned a lot of players so i, I mean i'm kind of i think they're i'm kind of thinking that they're just in the best player available mode uh, I, think, well, I think they might lean towards defensive linemen and offensive linemen, just kind of build up the trenches a little. Yeah, um, I, that's what I would because offensively, uh, I think in the AFC Championship game there was they were just out experience, so to say, because uh, even the offensive coordinator uh, 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 Brian Double definitely seemed a little inexperienced when going up against that Chiefs defense, which was uh, average, so to say. But they could have done better against the Chiefs offensively. But mm-hmm. it's a big moment, big stage, and just just sometimes you still have your best night. So that's where yeah. I would say uh, defensively, though, they definitely seemed uh, weak and vulnerable. The the name that would pop out to me, and it would be if he drops that far, um, who knows? Because there's a lot, there's teams in front of him uh, that need some that, that need some help. But we've already said his name. But Aziz uh, Ojolari, if he drops down to Buffalo, I would really like that pick for them. I think that that would be very exciting to see him um, kind of go after Cam Newton, uh, go after two. Uh, they run that 4-3 defense already, though. And yeah. so he's that edge defender that they would love. Yeah. He's he's a he's an aggressive, high-motor guy. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, he's, he a, he's a guy that I really like. So, yeah. so he, I think he's one of the more underrated defensive prospects in this draft. I, I agree 100%, and I think there's a lot of a lot of teams that are, that are going into it like that. And if, if he's able if he's able to drop that far, that would be fantastic. But uh, who knows though if uh, uh, if he's going to be able to drop that far. Um, and but I think I think if he does, that's that's a guy that I think the Bills are are high are are, are very high on. I think some other guys in this position too as well. Um, I think if Gregory Rousseau falls this far, which I think he might, just because like if you look at his numbers and you look at at, at his film, there's a lot of physical traits that are there that people like, but um, you just kind of wonder about his consistency. And this is a pick at 30th overall. This is a pick where you could take a flyer uh, on one of these guys. He he has a low floor, but I think he has a high ceiling. Yeah. He's a guy to me that could give you like 12 to 13 sacks in a season, but much like his career at Miami, he'll have games where he'll, he'll get four sacks. Like he'll just have days where he shows up. And so, uh, in a longer season, I think uh, that will maybe help him mm-hmm. uh, just with con- like just some consistency and like numbers wise. Yeah. But uh, for me, I I think that their best player available in the trenches. I think if you get a, if you can get a guy like Elijah Vera Tucker that falls to thirty, I think that's a dream scenario. For That'd them. be a good one as well for 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 the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, because he's yeah. a he's a late he's a late mid to late first round pick. And yeah. so, I don't know. But yeah. to me, this this division is very interesting because it's uh, to me, I think next year is one of the most competitive divisions of football because you you legitly have three offensive team or three uh, competitive teams in the Bills, Dolphins, and Patriots. So yeah. We'll, it, we'll see how competitive the Patriots are if they can put all the pieces together that they just signed. Yeah, uh, they have the pieces. It's just can they put? The yeah, can they? Together? Yeah. yeah. Because talent isn't – well, talent is great. Chemistry is what you need. And so you need yeah. these teams to play well. And so yeah. for me, uh, I 
I don't know if the Patriots will win the division, but I think they'll get a wild card spot next year along with the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, I think the Dolphins will be a wild card too, but I think the Bills are in the best position to win this uh, division again. So, the the Bills? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the Bills well. I think Miami can make the playoffs. Uh, they're going to have the weapons uh, that are there. One thing that will be interesting to see is Ryan Fitzpatrick is not with the Dolphins anymore. And, and he had a good year, him and Tua kind of split in time, and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick did a good job uh, making them competitive while Tua was still kind of getting uh, just, just getting his reps in, getting healthy, making sure that he, he'd be able to play. So it would be interesting to see the consistency mm-hmm. from Tua. Tua obviously can come out and beat any team, yeah. but it, uh, consistency, though, is this can will be do it on first, a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah, this will be his first full season of, of – playing every single game if he stays healthy. So it'll be interesting to see just what his consistency. That'll be the question that I have because uh, – but but that's where I still think the Bills are going to win the division because they're the only one that, that doesn't really have any questions. They're just – can they improve off yeah. last year, uh, which yeah. they're bringing all the players back. So that's much, e- that's much easier than can you prove that you're consistent, so to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, so for me, like – I think Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, uh, they got rid of John Brown, but uh, they have a guy in Gabriel Davis who's coming up that's really good. And I think defensively, they're still really good with Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Tredavious White. Yeah. I, for, for me, I'm very uh, – I, I would bet a decent bit of money that the Bills win this division next year. Just because oh, I think I New England, they're going to be putting all the pieces together, like you said. The Dolphins. I, I think one of the biggest things that's going to threaten the Dolphins is if Tua can stay healthy. Yeah. Because throughout his college career, he struggled to stay healthy. Yeah. And then he had that major hip injury. So. Yeah. But. I agree. Yeah. All righty. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Tracy Take, unless you have anything else, Tyler. No, I think the AFC East is, is going to be really fun to watch. And, and it's going to be uh, – it's going to be similar to, like, watching – uh, the AFC South minus Houston. Houston's not going to be fun to watch. But yeah. like even the Jets, I think, are similar to Jacksonville, where they're going to have a young quarterback, new coach, new system. How are they going to react? How are they going to mold together? What is what is Zach Wilson or whoever they draft, but probably Zach Wilson, going to react to New York City specifically and all that pressure? So it'll be interesting to watch. It'll be a fun division to, to keep tabs on. Yeah, no, definitely. So, alrighty, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Tracy Take. We will be back later this week with the AFC North, and then we'll be doing the AFC West uh, in a week. And then we'll be doing our final mock draft. And don't forget, we are going live on Thursday, the 29th, for the NFL draft.